Hi everyone, welcome to the Paddle Pod, your weekly podcast covering professional paddle presented by Hugo and Gons. We're on to episode 33 now. Hugo, it's great to have you here as always. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks Gons. Although a bit sad that it will be our last episode for 2023. It's been a hell of a ride, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, but... I am sad, but I'm equally excited for 2024 because we've got great things in store and uh, I'm sure that everyone and all our listeners will very much enjoy it. So whilst I do agree with you that it is sad to, to end the year and, and not talk to our listeners for, for a while now, I'm also very excited to what's to come. Agreed. And um, just so that our fans and listeners know, our first episode next year which will probably be the second weekend of January more or less we will be having a very special guest joining us and well it won't be revealed yet but all I can say is that he is a player and he plays World Paddle Tour and Premier Paddle tournaments so pretty big name <laughs> yeah that's uh it's pretty crazy to hear you say that, to be honest. And the fact that we're going to have someone like that with us, uh, speaking to all our fans, I really can't wait. But uh, yeah, I guess before we get ahead of ourselves, we should probably talk about the last tournament of the year, which was, of course, the Boss World Paddle Tour Masters Final. And speaking a bit about happiness and sadness, I just I think that this tournament for me was uh, the combination of both. I think that... On one side, I was very sad that World Paddle Tour is ending and it's the last tournament ever of the World Paddle Tour. But I was very happy with the outcome and I was very happy with the tournament because I don't think that it could have brought, brought to me any more joy than seeing Singoto and Paquito win their first tournament and in the way they did it, in which was an incredible fashion, playing an incredible game. Hugo, what were your thoughts of the tournament? Well, yeah, just firstly, I think we should start off saying exactly what you just said. A farewell, very sad farewell to the World Paddle Tour. It's been going as the World Paddle Tour since 20, 2013, if I'm not mistaken, so 10 years. And, well, hearing Dario and Seba Nedone saying goodbye to World Paddle Tour was truly emotional. Nedone could hardly speak. He was just in tears, breaking down. And, and it, honestly, it almost made me cry. I think yeah. World Paddle Tour is obviously not the only thing in the paddle world, but it's really taken professional paddle to where it is today. And paddle, professional paddle would not be as successful, as famous, as followed if World Paddle Tour hadn't, well, worked with the players to make it such a good product. I mean, just very quickly comparing what World Paddle Tour is currently to what Premier Paddle is, at least in my eyes. When you watch World Paddle Tour, the just watching the points and watching the matches, it's so much nicer. Like the graphics are so much nicer. The replays are nicer, at least in my eyes. So I do think that Premier Paddle is going to have to make up a lot of ground in that sense. And I'm really going to miss, well, for example, hearing Sevanerone comment all the big matches because he's well such a good analyst, but also all the other names and, Obviously, we can't forget our friend Nico Pauls, who, you know, he's just a legend and the stat man, as we know very well. 
and yeah, I'll miss his listening to Nedone mentioning his name and a random stat that we as stat geeks very much love. So yeah, just very, very sad that World Paddle Tour will be disappearing, but hopefully it will be a merger more than just a disappearance and a lot of World Paddle Tour will be part of Premier Paddle going forward. And yeah, I do have to agree that watching Paquito and Chingoto made me incredibly happy, probably even happier than if Dabian Coelho had won the tournament, which I don't think I would have ever imagined I would say, would say right now, given how much I love Coelho and Dabi, as we all know. I mean, just going into their performance overall, I thought Chingoto in the semi-final was the real MVP. I think Chingoto against Coelho and Dabia really dominated the match. I didn't feel that Paquito was as precise and as good as he was in the quarterfinals or even as he was in the final against Lebron-Galan. I really do think that what really took Paquito and Chingoto to beat Lebron-Galan was that Paquito dominated Galan throughout most of the match, at least. And a lot of the golden points was Paquito going for a winner and executing it. But in the semi-final, I really thought that Chingoto pulled the weight of the pair. And that's the reason why they managed to turn that match around against Guaya and Dabia. I mean, I was, wouldn't have imagined them coming back from losing the first set against the number one pair in the world. So, well, great to see him win his second final because actually he had already won World Paddle Tour Tournament, which I wasn't aware of. So he won La Rozas in 2020, but because the other pair didn't turn up to the final, it's as if he hadn't won a final. So I, hasn't, I, I wasn't actually aware of that. But um, yeah, just so our listeners know. But yeah, Gonzo, I mean, that would be probably be my initial thoughts on the tournament. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the MVP. I think that it's Chingoto as well. Uh, and he was actually granted the MVP. I think that I agree with your analysis that in the semi-final, it was definitely Chingoto that pulled away. And to be honest, to me, I honestly thought that it was just going to be another classic deja vu match where they go to the third set and they eventually lose. But <laughs> in all fairness to them, they did pull it through. And there were some instances... If I'm not mistaken, in the third set, they were up a break at 4-2, and then Coyotabia broke to make it 4-3. Uh, so, again, like, I was just I, I was just watching the third set and just basically waiting for, for Coyotabia to come back and, and win it. But in all fairness, like, amazing job by both of them. But as, as you mentioned, I think Chingoto was definitely the MVP. I think in the final as well, it's closer than people think. I really think that Chingoto made an impact and you talked about the let's say cross-court match between Ale Ganan and Paquito Navarro which yeah Paquito Navarro was definitely better in in that final than in the semi-final but I also think that the other cross-court match between Juan Lebron and Chingoto Chingoto definitely had the upper hand I felt like both Galan and Lebron just were a bit of a step back from how they've essentially been playing the last few weeks which they've probably been the best pairs like the best pair and the best players on tour I just felt like they they committed a lot of unforced errors and they definitely didn't have as many winners as they've had in the past. And I don't think that the court conditions benefited them. I think that 
Chingoto and uh, and Paquito definitely took a lot of advantage of that. I felt like a lot of their I felt like they were just very comfortable sitting at the back and defending and then lob after lob after lob after lob. And then eventually either Lebron or Galan would try to hit a smash, but just given how the core like was playing, the, the ball just didn't bounce very high and most most of them Paquito was able to get back. So I felt like they they had the upper hand in terms of the strategy. I felt like they executed their plan better. I felt that they were more in control and they just seemed more comfortable, which in the past I felt like in the finals, especially Tingoto has always been the one that's just not really stepped up. And um, and on the other side, I just felt like Lebron and Galan were very error prone and they they didn't, they seemed to be quite a bit frustrated and infuriated with, with their level and they never really seemed to get hold of, of the match, basically. Yeah, I do have to agree. And and that's a very good point. I think it was probably unfair when analysing the final and saying that it was Chingoto being better than Galan decided it. I do think that, sorry, Paquito being better than Galan decided it. However, I do think that Chingoto was far more consistent than Leveron. I don't think Leveron was up to par, to up to par in that final, to be totally honest. I think Galan actually did pull his weight quite a lot. And when the pair resurged in that second set and it felt like they were potentially going to win it, it was more Lebron who wasn't at the level. And he actually made a big mistake. If I'm not mistaken, it was for all Galan and Lebron serving on a golden point. And Lebron put a bajada into the net. And it wasn't just that. It was the fact that there was a lot of times throughout the match, particularly in the first set, also in the second set, where Lebron was not reading Chingotos Biboras. And, I mean, Chingotos Biboras, to be fair, were being pinpoint precise. I mean, they were going literally into the corner and so close to the corner that you wouldn't really be able to... Well, Lebron wasn't being able to read whether the ball was going to go inwards or outwards. But for a player of his calibre, I was quite surprised at how bad, in inverted commas, he was being at reading Chingotos Biboras. So I do think that that really did find the final. And one thing I really wanted to highlight, and I just wanted to chuck up there, chuck, you know, maybe ask our fans what they think. When you think about the best players at the net, you always think about Galan, you think about Coelho, potentially even about Tapia, Stupa. But I genuinely think that Chingoto could be in the top three players at the net not because his volley is as powerful or as deep as Galan's, for example, but his reactions are probably the best on tour. And players just don't know how to deal with that. Because I remember watching their quarterfinals match against Ruiz and Teo. And Ruiz, there were various points where he would just go for a big bajada straight into Chingoto, hoping that he was going to miss it. And Chingoto would literally just put his back right in the perfect place and the ball would land on the other side of the court. So I think we underestimate how good Chingoto is at the net. We always think about lobs and how fit he is and how quick he is around the court, even his Biboras. But his net play is truly sensational. And for me, I'd probably say that the net, he's in the conversation with Goya and Galan 
even though their attributes are very different, he's in that conversation. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think that the... I definitely agree that his reaction speed at the net is insane. And I feel like a lot of the time, professional players love to play at the net and that sort of fast volley game. Like, I feel like, for example, Leron and Angalan like, love that. They just push up and they'll, they'll be very comfortable and very happy to go to the volley and, and play, like, at the volley, essentially. Um, and I feel like Chingoto can also do that because his reaction speed is insane. And I agree it's sort of in the top level maybe slightly below Stupa I would put him. I think Stupa's probably got the fastest reactions on tour, but I think that second, third place for sure. I don't necessarily think that in terms of depth of volley and power, I wouldn't put him in that like category with Galan and, and Coelho, for example. Agreed. But yeah, I mean, I just think that for, for, for his height, uh, he's got to have like he just and and the level that he plays at right he's he's a top right-handed player in, in the world he's definitely like in the top 10 players in the world so like being a top 10 player in the world and being how like his heart essentially how limited he is from like a height perspective and given how that I think like how much that plays a role in, in paddle I just think that he's got to have like a couple of shots where we probably don't appreciate how good he is at those and I can think of De Vibora, which you sort of alluded to. I think Tingoto, from like an overhead perspective, only hits Viboras, but they are probably pretty darn good. And the ones he hit against Lebron were honestly shocking. And he hit like one after another, where it literally, as you said, hit the cross point between the glasses. And it's insane. Like the ball, like it was just impossible to read. Like you couldn't, you could stand anywhere and you wouldn't be able to get it back. And then his net play and his lobs. Like, he can lob inch perfect, basically, from any position on court. So, I just think that those attributes from his game, because he probably doesn't have all the attributes. He probably he doesn't have a smash. Um, but he's got to have those other things at such a high level to be where he is. So, I definitely agree with you there. And, uh, yeah, I think in terms of the other players, I wanted to, well, actually, I wanted to get your thoughts on the court conditions because I think they were very different from Milan. And I feel like there we saw, for example, Ale Alan Excel. And I do agree with you that he was probably pulling more weight than LeBron was. But uh, yeah, did you think that, for example, Paquito and Chingoto benefit, benefited more from the court conditions, the slower court than LeBron and Alan? I think they definitely did, for sure. I think Leran and Galan generally like fast courts. It's no secret. Also because maybe Leveron doesn't have the smash that he used to, but it is starting to come back. And they just... When Galan, when Galan's smash is on point, and as we've been saying over recent weeks, he has been the best smasher of the ball for a, at least a month now, if not more, in terms of how effective it's been. I just think that he wasn't really being able to use it throughout the tournament and that really affected how quickly they could finish points, which is a big part of Lebron and Galan as a pair. So they were having to build a point more and it kind of makes them lose their heads a little bit. I think that's the, the fact that the court was slower, for example, made them suffer a lot 
against John Santa and Koki Nieto in the quarterfinals. Because Santa and Nieto are such dangerous players on slower courts, particularly Koki Nieto, who just gets every single ball back. But John Santa as well, because he's so fast and he gets so much spin on the ball, so it just dies. They they almost got knocked out by Koki Nieto and John Santa in the quarterfinals. So I do think that they really dominated that semi-final against Tupandineno, even though, again, it was quite tight. It was 7-5-5, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I, I'm sure that they weren't very happy when they saw that the court was black, which, as we know, probably means that it's a slower court than usual. And also the fact that generally, once they saw that the court conditions were slower, they were probably like, this is not good for us. However, for Chingoto Paquito, perfect, because Chingoto loves slow courts. It's probably, well, it's definitely his cup of tea. And I think Paquito, given that his fitness is slightly under the par compared to the top, top players at the moment, I'm thinking Lebron, Stupa Galan, even Tapia Coelho, a slower court probably benefits him because it gives him an extra second react to things. So, yeah. I definitely think it benefited Paquito and Chingoto. I also want to get your thoughts on whether you think there was any major upset or any major surprise in your eyes, apart from obviously the fact that, well, surprise would be Chingoto and Paquito winning the tournament, which no one thought, and it's the first pair out of the top three pairs that won a tournament this season, which I think is great for battle. But was there any major upset in your eyes? No, I think everyone sort of, performed how I would have expected them to. I think that, for example, maybe Teo Ruiz, again, I, th- I felt like they were in a position to definitely win that match. And it just almost feels like in the important moments, they just completely switch off and they're just, they just throw away matches, I feel. Like, especially to the level that I think we've seen them play and the level that they can play. Um, I was a bit disappointed uh, by them. And then, Probably the other one would be Momo and uh, Garrido, which I mean, Stupana and Dineno just took them to church. Honestly, like that was a that was an absolute schooling, and uh, I feel like a week after their best performance, which is sort of what I was trying to allude to in in our last episode, where I was like, yeah, they did it. They they played really well and all that, but. I felt like it was more of a one-off rather than like this is going to be a, a very, like this is going to be how they're just going to start playing from now on. So yeah, I would say th- those are the, the two disappointments uh, from my side. But yeah, other than that, I think everyone else sort of performed uh, how how you would have expected them to. And as you mentioned, yeah, definitely. Pagito and Chingoto was, was the big surprise. How about, how about yourself? Yeah, definitely what you've said. But I actually think in my eyes, obviously the fact that Garrido Momo got spanked by the Super Bibes, I was slightly surprised about and slightly disappointed because I did think that after such a good performance in Milan, I did think that Momo and Garrido were going to just put up more of a fight against the Super Bibes, particularly given that the Super Bibes had gone to three sets, such a long match against Milan and Lebron. Probably, they're probably absolutely knackered after such a long season and getting to so many finals, winning so many tournaments. But I think the slow court really, really eliminated Garrido's smash from the game. And 
that really puts that pair in a in different, just at a different level. Then they can't really compete with the top top pairs. If Garrido's smash is not, it's not available as per se. But I, I wouldn't say it's a major upset. But I was slightly disappointed that Coelho and Dabia didn't make the final because they obviously won the tournament when they had to win it and become the number to become the number one seeded pair for this season. So fair play to them. But the last five months, it's if I'm not mistaken, that's the only tournament they've won. And the fact that they've only won one tournament in the last five months or so, being the number one seeded pair in the world, is slightly worrying in my eyes. Not that they're ever going to, well, they might separate in a number of years or maybe at the end of next year, who knows, but not that I'm saying they would consider other partnerships or they would start getting worried, but I do think that other pairs now must feel that they've almost not figured them out, but they've figured out the way to play them and to have a chance to beat them. And it was a very tight match against Chingo Don Paquito, and obviously the court conditions did benefit them way more than Tabian Coelho. But having won the first set, I just thought they were going to cream the second set. And they did have chances to take that match, and they did. So, and also they had the easier route into the final compared to Lebron Galan, Stupatineno, who had to play each other in the semi final. So, slightly disappointing in my eyes, but hey, can't really give them much chat given that they are the best parent as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into it. I'll definitely be a lot more concerned, a little more worried if, let's say, at the beginning of next season, within the first couple of tournaments, they haven't won one or they've just looked basically how they have been looking over the last five months. Because I'm basically just going to take that there's a lack of motivation after having clinched the number one seat or the number one title and for the whole year, and I think fatigue. So for those two reasons, I'm not going to read into it too much. And personally, I don't, I w- I'm not worried and I'm not concerned. But obviously, this is not the level that we we're used to seeing from them. And let's see how the how how next season starts because I I can I see what you're saying that perhaps other players have figured out how to play them. To me personally, I think we'll only be able to see that, or or at least I, I like for me it'll be like a very valid point, like towards next season if it, at the beginning of the season they're like okay yeah they're definitely still in this sort of like same style of play and 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 not getting the results that that we're used to seeing from them. So at that point, let's say like one month into the season or something like that, or like two months, then I'll be I'll be very concerned if that does happen, especially after having a preseason, because you would expect if they feel like they are actually have or they have been figured out, you would feel like okay, this preseason, let's work on these things, let's try add other elements to our game, so then players actually have to figure them out again. So we'll see that at the beginning of the season, but yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see because um, yeah, if they continue to play how how they have, like they they've got a challenge in their hands because I don't think Stupa and Dineno are, are going down anytime soon. And then let's see what happens with Alejandro Juan Lebron. But speaking about them and what happens, did you see what Paquito Navarro appeared to say to Alejandro at the net when they finished the match? I did indeed. I was about to bring that up 
And for those of you who did not see it, listen to it, etc., it did very much seem like when they were congratulating each other at the net, Paquito said to Galán, te lo dejo, which, for those of you who don't know, means I'll leave him to you, alluding to I'm giving you, I'm basically passing Chingoto onto you. So if that's true, the thing is, I, it's just been a roller coaster, hasn't it? I don't even know what to think. The past few weeks, it's just been like, if they do separate, it's stupid. But now this and Galan kind of slightly smiling at the net, not really saying anything. I also, another thing that I'd actually read into and probably just imagined in my head, but prior to hearing this comment from Paquito or this potential comment, Galan posted after the match saying, congrats to Chingoto and Paquito, very deserved, etc. Didn't tag Liveron in the post. Just didn't tag him at all. And Liveron tagged Galan in his post. So I just feel that that's a bit strange. It just leads to comments and questions. And why would he do that? So, yeah, I mean, I, and to be honest, I'm just constantly checking Instagram to see whether we finally get an update from them. <laughs> to add to that, something that I've seen, well, from, from Paquito, I don't know if you saw the interview at the end of the of the match, but when, I did. Spe- when speaking about Lebron and Galan, it, it almost just felt like he was saying goodbye to them, like this is the end. Cause 100%. He was saying like they've been such a historic pair, they've changed the way Paddle like, has been played, uh, they'll go down as like, one of the best pairs ever. And it just almost felt like, yeah, this is goodbye, and to congratulate them because that was like the last match that they'd be they're they're essentially going to play together. So, yeah, all these little signs are definitely giving off uh like giving off splitting vibes. But to be honest with you, as as you said, it's just been such a roller coaster that not sure, but I ultimately believe that the decision has always sort of been made and maybe the last couple of weeks like here and there could have changed a bit but i i just feel like it's more of a personal decision rather than a paddle decision i think we've both spoken about it largely and i think i think even themselves to be honest i think that they both know that from a paddle perspective it would they would both be better off together as in, I, I don't think, like, I'm sure they don't think that they can't win without each other. I'm sure they're both thinking, like, look, whoever I'm pairing up with, I can win with them. But I'm sure that they both realize that together, taking away, obviously, los supervives a los, bom- los bombarderos, that they're probably going to be best suited, like, it's just going to benefit them the most if they stick together. But I just think it's beyond that. And I just think it's probably personal wear and tear of having been together for so long. So, uh, so yeah, in my eyes, I'm pretty sure that decision's being made, and uh, they'll be looking for for new pairs ahead of the the new season. You are indeed right. I literally, when I was watching Paquito's interview, and the first thing he said was Galan and Lebron and Seville, which means they've been. But in the past tense, immediately I just perked up. I was like, "Sorry, what have I just heard?" And yeah, I. I no. I do, yeah, it, it just seems 
that everyone's talking about it. And ultimately, I think that if there wasn't, if this wasn't on their minds, they would have probably come out and said, hey, we're sticking together. They would have said it already. So whether they suddenly come out with a massive announcement, hey, we're back, we're going to go for the number one, that could happen. I could see that. But all the signs are pointing towards the fact that, at least in my eyes, they're inclined to separating. And just from the interactions on the benches, I have a feeling that the lot, sorry, Lebron over the last few weeks, he's been incredibly positive. We haven't seen any of the negativity that he's, which the negativity that characterizes Lebron, it's not, a lot of people probably think that it's a really bad thing. We'll probably have a, our own opinions, but I, it, he's just like that, and it's clearly worked for the pair. But I felt I feel that over the last few weeks he hasn't been negative at all. He's always been trying to push the team, push on, Ale, be really nice, etc. So it almost feels like it's Galan who's taken the decision. That's like it. it that's what's kind of that's what I'm reading, at least, and. I do have a question for you. Who do you think will, if they were to split, who do you think will fare better, Galan or Lebron? That's such a good question. Uh, I think that probably Galan. I just think that, first of all, it seems like Galan if he splits from LeBron, has already spoken to Chingoto. And I think that compared to what LeBron has in terms of options, probably better because they're not going to get any of the other top, like Super Pibes or even, obviously, Coyo Tapia. And I just feel like potentially Galan is probably a bit like liked more on tour. So I just feel like Galan has the ability to get better players essentially alongside him than does than Lebron. So um so yeah and I, I just don't think that Lebron's level he's been playing amazing but I feel like Alan's level's been better than Lebron and I still feel like Lebron isn't fully to what we saw let's say like last year. I feel like last year Lebron was definitely better than Galan and I, I, I would have argued that Lebron was the better player of both of them. But I think what we've seen from Ali Alan in the last like three months has just been insane. And Lebron has definitely gotten a lot better and like back to, to the level or at least closer to the level that we're used to seeing from him. But yeah, I just feel like because of because of the pair that Galan is being linked with currently and because of what you said that Lebron, there's like this sort of, sometimes negativity associated to LeBron, like he complains a lot on court and all of that. I feel like Galan is a player that's a bit more liked on tour. So I think that his probably ability for him to get other, like better players is, is easier than LeBron's. So yeah, I'll, I'll, right now I'd probably say Galan. I totally agree. I just think his partnership options right now are better. If Galan teams up with Chingoto, we've seen Chingoto win one tournament with season this season with Paquito and Galan, is right now a better player than Paquito. So you would imagine that they would probably win maybe a couple of tournaments. Who knows? Maybe more. But I'd say that at the least. And Lebron, I just, if he stays on the forehand, I just don't think 
I don't know who he's going to partner with to be able to really challenge for tournaments. Deyo's not really been performing at the level. And Momo doesn't have a really threatening smash or attacking prowess. And Lebron needs that right now. So who does he team up with? And if he goes to play on the backhand, that's a massive risk. He would have better options in terms of potential players he could team up with. John Sanz, for example. But is he going to do that? It's a big risk. And Galan playing how he is at the moment. I think we all agree that Galan well, right now is playing better than Leveron. And if Leveron went to the backhand, Galan would be even better. Like, even more of a difference in terms of his and Leveron's level, right? So... Do you want to hear something shocking? Were you going to say something? God, sorry. Tell me. I've just seen the exclusive. Leron and Galana are actually going to stick together for 2024. No way. Yeah. Right now. Well, it's like by like half You're joking. Hour, I think. No, no, I swear this is this is this is true. I'm not kidding. Not prank. This is happening live during the episode. Yeah. Oh my god. They're actually sticking together. Wow, so I mean that's just completely thrown out the bus about five months of me speculating and all the signs I was reading. So I'm pretty sad about that to be honest. And I'm also a bit sad about just the waterfall effect that that would have caused in terms of pairs splitting and just chaos. And I would have loved to see so many new pairs. We potentially won't see that many pair changes now because I just don't know whether Koki Nieto and John Sant think we're probably better off sticking together if Lebron and Alain aren't separating. Maybe Ruiz and Tello as well. They're the fifth seeded pair. So my, my probably bigger question is who does Chingoto go with? Well, do you want me to break this to you? We don't have long, but you could go absolutely nuts because this is a rumor going around. Yes, tell me. Momo Gonzalez. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it makes total sense, right? He's the best option that Chingoto has, probably, on the backhand. But it so, feels like such a downgrade. Who's going who's gonna to win the points? Who's it, gonna it smash like that? That is literally gonna last a month and a half. Like as soon as someone a little bit better on the left becomes available, like surely this is such a bad decision from Tingoto. I can't believe this has come out live throughout the podcast. I just yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, Twitter is going absolutely nuts with all these things it's being like tweeted by all the biggest like Marca. Obviously, Mundo Deportivo 2010, everyone's absolutely on it. So, I was wrong for the past six months. And, I mean, the good thing is that I do think we will have the best ever race for the number one spot ever. If the Supervives, the Bombarderos, Alvaro Galan are fighting for the number one spot, it's going to be a hell of a season. So, I am very excited about that. But, yeah, I think this probably takes us to the end of the episode. And I, I really don't want to cut it now, but I think it is time to do so. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very much time to, to end this. Um, I think, to be honest, Hugo, we might have to even do a little special, like when all these pair changes come, but we'll, we'll see about that. In any case, uh, yeah, it's always been a pleasure to have you, uh, as, as you mentioned at the beginning. 
but probably going to be our last episode of 2023, but very much looking ahead for 2024. And as well, big tribute to World Paddle Tour, who have been amazing. And um, they definitely leave a very big legacy behind. Yep. Gone's pleasure as always. And Galana Lebron, well played. Definitely made a decision. See you next year, guys.